Welcome to a new episode of What Exactly Am I Watching Here, a proud member of the Overthink Podcast Network. I'm your host for now, Jason Helms, and I am no longer a lonely soul as I'm joined by my good bud, Dominic Lang. Say hi, Dom. Hi, Jason. So good to be near you. So good to be talking with you. Dom, someone manufactured you for a purpose, but I think now that's been fulfilled. Before we begin, a quick introduction to this show. What Exactly Am I Watching Here is a podcast that features an expert, myself, and a novice. Myself. Watching one of the great shows of television history. For now, our show is the cult favorite, Twin Peaks. Uh, we're going to cover Twin Peaks The Return, episode three. We're doing it one episode at a time. Uh, if you're just tuning in, perhaps uh, start over. Find all of the episodes we've recorded. Uh, there's literally like 30 of them now. Uh, and maybe watch some Twin Peaks before you listen to this, because otherwise we will make no sense at all. Oh, oh crap. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, I think we better hurry. My mother's coming. All right, and w- one last thing for you uh, before we get to where we left off. Uh, they said the blue wave would never reach Alabama, but my friend, they did not know Dougie Jones. Ooh, Dougie Jones. Dougie Jones! Woo! Right. Tom, where did we leave off? Let's start trying to make some sense. Let's, let yeah, good luck. Uh, Cooper's been dropped into non-existence by the arms doppelganger. Bill Hastings denied bail. His wife, Phyllis, shot dead by Koopelganger. <laughs> we have, what else? We have the Bang Bang Club with super cool James Hurley still around. Always and cool. Always, always been cool. Uh, and we have Hawk investigating the missing pieces, apparently, of Cooper's file. Purple rain, purple rain. Um, time to jump in, Dom. Do you, do you have any questions about the, the first bit that happens? Uh, Coop drops in somewhere, uh, has some adventures, uh, and then goes somewhere else. Uh, any, anything we need to add to that? Or Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Cool. Uh, I didn't have, really have any questions. Cool. Good, good. Actually, wait. I oh, had yeah. I had about 800 questions. 800. Good, good. 806. I, I counted. Uh, so Cooper in non-existence comes to in a purple-hued atmosphere and environment. He meets an eyeless woman yep. and uh, goes to approach a device. She begs him not to. Yep, and, and let's clarify: he's in this purple-hued atmosphere. Yes, in a, a huge building that appears to be in the middle of an ocean. Right. Now continue. He and the eyeless woman ascend a, a ladder. Yep. After she he, urges him not to open the door and to, to hurry up because her mother is coming. Her mother's coming. Right. So to escape, escape to perhaps to escape mother, they go up this up the ladder and they reach the the roof of wherever they are. Turns out it's a lot smaller than yeah. it's sort of like a TARDIS. It is. To, it's very much like a purple hue Twin Peaks TARDIS. So let's just go with that. And there's some dials that are turned by the eyeless woman. She falls off into the void. And then, Amen. and then there is my favorite, oh, Don Davis, PhD. Back. He's back. PhD. Major Briggs. Doc, Dr. Davis himself. Major Briggs, back. The disembodied head of Major Briggs. And he says... He says, Blue Rose. Blue Rose. Blue Rose. How about that? You see, she had a real sour expression on her face. 
So you you can't see this in the pod, but I'm <laughs> I'm do, I'm doing the the four fingers in front of the face, which For, who's not who's not mentioned? Who's not in the picture? The uncle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Cole said you were sharp. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so Cooper goes back down. He descends. He sees, he meets another woman. Who is credited as? I don't know. Shoot. Oh, this is going to blow your mind. No. Ronette Pulaski. What? No. Yep. No way. Credits are important, man. You gotta read the credits. Holy shitballs! Yeah. Ronette Pulaski? Ronette Pulaski. Oh my! That just completely changed the episode. Yep. Whoa! Yep. Damn. Mind-blowing. Mind blowing. Ronette Pulaski. Now there's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> what? I just reminded myself. Of uh, Jeff Tubolowski from Groundhog Day. Yes. Ned? 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 <laughs> Ronette? <laughs> um, it's another time travel, you know, time warp movie. It's, that fits. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. So, Ronette Pulaski guides in a, well, I don't know if she guides him, but. And I apologize. I think she's the one who says, My mother's coming. Oh, okay. Okay. But I think okay. it's not the eyeless woman. Um, there's a reference to the time 253. Yes. Which I think was mentioned first by the arm it was. in in part two. Uh, so the arm mentions 253. And at that time, Cooper approaches the device again. And just before he is sucked into the device, uh, Ronette says, when you get there, you will already be there. Just good advice in life i mean i think that's always yeah yeah when you get there you will already be there potato potato but but perhaps in this sense it means something else i think so i think so i think it does um and there's a lot so 253 there's a lot going on at 253 because cooper in purple rain is is going through some sort of device some sort of like portal that looks like an electrical socket. It does. And it gets sucked it, it, into it. Yeah, it looks like a really massive electrical socket. There is Doppelkoop, who is driving through the desert. At 2.53, he somewhat like loses consciousness and has this incredible car wreck, vomits an incredible amount of Garmin Bosia. And perhaps like, black blood. Yeah, just like bile. Just disgusting stuff. Uh, passes out. And as the PAs the resistance, we get to meet Dougie Jones. Dougie Jones! Dougie Jones, who is an overweight, who, who looks like Cooper, another doppelganger? Yeah. Who apparently likes to spend time with Vegas escorts in uh- unrented houses. Now, spoiler alert, Mike is going to tell him in just a moment that someone manufactured him, but for a purpose. Okay. All right. So, so, so you can start working, working on your theories. Yeah. So, Dougie Jones, we have very little actual time with what feels like the Dougie Jones. Right. Whoever this, like, menu or whatever this thing is. 
uh, because Dougie gets sick, vomits what I what looks like Garmin Bozia. Garmin Bozia, yeah. except a, less but, bloody. But yeah, less bloody and in a very neat and tidy pile. It looks like yeah. I and by then, the way, I I kind of like Dougie. I mean, he, he's a shitty guy, right? Everything yeah. about him is awful. But that that stupid grin on his face and the way he treats his numb arm after yeah. just having sex with the, the sex worker that he's there with, mm-hmm. it, he just seems so stupidly happy. Yeah. He, yeah. He just, that's the perfect way to describe him. Stupidly happy. Yep. Um, he gets sick. He doubles over. And the curtains appear before him. So the red, the red room, the curtains, and he is like taken in absorbed Mike appears to him. And yeah, so you've been manufactured for a purpose, but that purpose is done. But I think that's been fulfilled now. That's been fulfilled now. So pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> yes. What was his purpose? Who manufactured him? It would, I think, I think the doppel manufactured him. Mm. And the purpose? To take his place. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. I think to, to, to take his place. Because there has to be... It feels like this time has been ordained. Yep. If I can use so strong a word in yeah. Twin Peaks. Like, this has been foreseen and is supposed to happen. So it, it happens. But Evil Coop has also known it was going to happen. And so it was trying to circumvent that. And and that was a common theory at this point when the show was going on. Uh, I wanted to make sure you got there. Um, so you, you could kind of be on board with what the fan community was at uh, okay. as they were watching. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly right. That That's, that's a sharp take. I, I'm with you. Uh, okay. I, I just wish that evil coop would have found like, I don't know, a toilet to sit in front of uh, mm-hmm. at two fifty three If he knew that that's when it was going to happen. Maybe he didn't have the, the hour exactly, but geez, don't be driving down the road when that happens. Yeah, I don't know if he knew exactly what was going to happen at that hour, uh, but he knew that he was supposed to, something was supposed to be taken, yep. and he was not going to be it. Yes. So I'm very curious, like, I don't know how someone would make a Dougie Jones. I looked, he is not on any Pinterest. There's no how-to on how nope. to make huh. a Dougie Jones. But you, you see when a, a man and a woman really love each other. Oh, um, okay. And one of them is an evil doppelganger, mm. uh, and the other is an arm. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chill, Twin Peaks style. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. Uh, so, and then, okay, so going back to that electrical socket, then our man Coop comes back. And here I think, okay, he's in the real world. He's made it. Agent we're Cooper, okay. here we go. We got it. Boom, boom, boom. Damn fine cup of coffee. And the guy Damn doesn't know how he he's a he's like completely void of everything. He has like no knowledge of who he was. He can't form a sentence. He is basically he's almost like he's very much lifeless, but yeah. I mean living, but just he's a blank slate. That's yeah. He's a blank slate, and he doesn't have his shoes. He lost yep. his shoes in the transition. So, yep. 
one detail we we may not have missed it, or we may have missed. I'm not sure if you said it. Uh, mm. he, he Dougie Jones is wearing the ring. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, the ring mm. last seen uh, being taken by a nurse in Firewalk with Me in a deleted scene. Yes, uh, so maybe not seen by most people. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then it's it's placed back in the spot where yeah. where it once was. Uh, by Mike. I, okay. And and in the secret history of Twin Peaks, this ring is a big deal. I believe it's first seen by uh, Lewis and Clark. It is it is important, and it recurs over and over and over throughout the secret history. It seems to be kind of the one physical reminder of what is going on. Okay. Uh, the artifact that connects it all. It's it's the Ark. It's the Grail. Yeah. And I wonder if like if it endows. The person who has it with a power, or it of in and of itself has a power. Well, and it was uh, who was wearing it um, in Fire Walk with me. Um, what what is her name? Uh, Teresa ba- Teresa Banks is that right? Yes, yes, yes she Teresa was wearing Banks it, and then uh, Laura Palmer wore it uh, the night she died, hmm. and, and only then. Um, yeah, and so it, it doesn't. It, the only power is to get murdered. It seems like okay. Um, there there must be something more to it than that. I can't remember if in the secret history it 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 gets into the power about it yeah but yeah all right so he's back uh he's in a trance uh he's doing um in zen there's a goal of this kind of unthought uh to be able to just be without thinking uh Mm. it could be that he's doing that if so it doesn't necessarily seem that desirable until well i I think the first thing is um after jade gives him his shoes and uh gives him his second ride of the day as jade says (laughs) thank you jade yeah. They're pulling out of there, and it looks like uh, Ducky might have been into some stuff because there's yeah. some guys waiting for him. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a guy with a very seemingly high powered uh, sniper rifle who's waiting for Ducky, and uh, he is monitored by two people. Uh, the shooter misses his chance thanks to a fortuitous dropping of the key. The the key, by the way, to a room with the Great Northern. And then the other other guy puts a device. Not we're uh-huh. not sure we're not sure if it's a bomb. We're not sure if it's just like a like a, a monitoring uh thing. But yeah, Dougie is part of he's up to something. And yeah. there's a lot of small side conversations so far in the return that have to do with money that have to do with shady deals that have yeah. to, this is like every, there's all these like side evil goings on, not well, maybe not evil, but like there are these side things that are happening all around whatever feels like the main story. So there's yeah. just all these conversations and everyone's immersed in their own deal. Yeah, if you remember back to episode one, there was the uh, the guy working in the casino um, who yeah. uh, handed a bunch of money to his his aide and says, uh, "Tell her she's got the job." Oh yeah, and it's just like in a very dark, like you don't want to wind up working for yeah. this person. That's yeah. never been referenced again, right? And that is also in Vegas, so that may be. I I, I think we're we have good grounds to say that that is connected to this. Um, some kind of, it seems like organized crime in Vegas is, is yeah. what's happening in both of those scenes. Uh, so, so Coop drops his key and as he drops it is the perfect time to drop it. Great timing. And this is, by the way, the, the idea of the unthought is, you know, that you respond correctly to every situation. 
Hmm. Just thoughtlessly. Exactly. You do exactly the right thing. And this, I think, is about as didactic as Lynch gets in terms of just just do something weird because it has mm. a reason. You just don't know the reason. But, yeah. but go for it. Lean mm. down and get your key then because that's the right time to get your key. And you don't won't know that you just saved your life and Jade's life. But but do that. That's great. Now, we're alerted that more once he gets to the casino. True. And, and you know, starts winning in a big way. But I'd say he, he won a lot more when he didn't get shot in the head. That's a, a much bigger victory. I would agree. Meanwhile, across the street from Dougie Jones's, uh, not his house, but the the Rental? show home, the, the whatever it is. It, it's yeah. not even, I don't even think it has furniture in it or much. Yeah. Is a, a house um, that is also not doing well. And, and I think that this is something of a statement on uh, the real estate market and the financial collapse of 2008. Uh, in that this is a new development where across the street, you know, the, the building we're looking at looks like it's never been lived in. Yeah, building across the street is a crack house. Um, mm-hmm. Rancho Rosa Developments, uh, which is the production company that makes Twin Peaks. I saw that. Yeah, that's a nice little little touch right there. Yeah, and then we we've, we've got a uh, a mom uh, screaming one one nine as she gets ready to to take another hit. Yeah, which um, I mean, I have no idea what to make of this. Like the, I think we talked about at the the outset of the return. A very much like embracing it with the spirit of just like enjoying the ride. Yep. And so, so let's try and make something because um, I, I I think I've got a read on it. I'm not, I have no idea if Lynch intended it or not. Uh, okay. But I do think that the um, the development there is meant to uh, remind us of the 2008 financial crisis, and we've got a, a woman showing signs of addiction, and the the thing that we're feeling is that she lacks responsibility. And what we discover is that she lacks control. Mm. She is staring, whatever it is, whatever drug she's doing, probably oxys. Uh, she is she is staring at it. Mm-hmm. She's willing herself not to take it. Is the sense that I get, uh, and it's not a battle she can win. She's completely addicted. So to, to fill in the gaps there, I, I think it could be a statement about capitalism and this addiction in terms of buying and selling and credit default swaps that resulted in the 2008 financial crisis um, that these people had a responsibility and yet to what extent do we need to blame them and to what extent do we need to understand the addiction to more money and trading and it's not going to change unless we change the system uh, rather than blaming one trader one CEO um, for for lacking responsibility yeah interesting Anyway, that's my take on it, and I don't think that's informed by anything else in the show. I'm not. I, I do believe we return to those characters at some point, but okay. Uh, I I don't believe we get one of them, you know, watching Margin Call or something like that to really connect it. Yeah, great movie, by the way. Great movie. Uh, I did at least appreciate the facade and underbelly motif that Twin Peaks constantly goes back to. Just that, yeah, like that development that. Adobe kind of tan color that just blankets those developments and in like you you have no idea what's going on inside of those homes right um you didn't you don't know that some manufactured being uh just paid an escort and then in the house across the street you have a an addict mother and her son and like entire worlds are happening in this development 
like just beneath this really prim and proper facade. Yeah. Uh, it makes you wonder what's going on in the house next door to you um, mm-hmm. and the neighbors that you don't, that you don't hear from. All right. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to the casino. Let's do it, man. Let's go to the casino. Coop gets to the casino. Uh, he sees a blinking red light above slot machines that are about to pay out thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. It, it looks like a miniature picture of the, the waiting room, mm. like kind of floating above like a, a little tongue of fire just there, but he can see the red, the waiting room. He walks over uh, and just jackpot after jackpot after jackpot. And the, the little old lady who's been working at it all day and isn't looking too well. It's clearly another addiction. Uh, this yeah. one, too money itself. And too, Interesting. Too okay. She gives him the finger, uh, which is such a great moment because she gives it so hard. Yes. Because, you know, I've been putting in the work day after day. Yep. I work hard and yeah. I get nothing. I just get deeper in debt. And here you show up. Yell hello. 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 And jackpot. Jackpot. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Of now, I'm I'm starting to see this that addict uh, kind of underline going through this episode, huh? Very curious. All right, I'm going to think about that one. Yeah, I I know I sound crazy when I'm first saying it, but uh, I I think it's got legs. All right, yeah. Coop makes some money. Uh, Things are looking good for him. Things are. Yeah. Or should I say Dougie Jones? I'm not sure which one I should say at this point, but whoever (laughs) it is, who knows. Let's let's cut over to Smash Cut to Philly. Yeah, let's do it, man. Because speaking of looking good, my favorite, Albert Rosenfield, Gordon Cole, back in action, uh, in the midst of Lynch loves to like cut into like right in the middle or the like okay. right in the middle of a case. Yep. And firewalk with me. <laughs> whatever that case was. The, the great school bus caper of fire. Yeah. The great school bus caper. That's out. Never going to learn what that was. Uh, he and the gang are looking at a case they're investigating. This feels like something, again, there are several objects placed on the table that the uh, the accused says gives the identity or gives the location of, I think, a body mm-hmm. that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is like Lynch playing a joke or, again, that that example of the, the Kuleshov effect of people trying to create meaning out of disparate images. Yeah. And so like, you're like, I think he's playing with you because your, your mind can't help, but try and create a narrative. Yeah. Like that's how it makes sense of things. Like why Including they, a, a jar of beans, which you almost want to say, I'm supposed to guess how many there are. Right. Yeah. That's what matters is the number of beans. Another yeah. kind of interpretive thing. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, something that that Lost did. There's an episode where certainly trying to think of the equivalent character for this, uh, but the the character's name in Lost is Richard Alpert, and he's sort of like the Mike of Lost. This person who is aware of the other space and can travel, and he sits down with a young kid who we're going to see as an adult later on. And he puts five or so in five or so objects down in front of the kid. And he asks, which of these are yours? 
He's yeah. never met this kid in his life. He sets down like a knife, a book, some sand, like a bag of sand and all this. And he says, no, like which of these belong to you already? And so it's almost like being aware of the story in which you are in, even if at that moment you didn't realize you were in a story. Yep. And all of a sudden becoming like becoming awake to the fact that, Oh, this is the story I'm taking part in. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I I think also uh, there's the idea of the Zen or to catch uh, Zen or the skill to catch a killer uh, thing, which is that it's it's going to demand new methods. Mm. Uh, uh, you know what? How will we discover it? I, I can't remember what Gordon Cole says, uh, but it's something like you know we don't have the methods yet to catch this killer. Yeah, um, but we're yeah. gonna have to think outside the box on this one. True, uh, but. Regardless, in the midst of this case, they get a call regarding Coop. They, yeah. He says it's about Coop. It, it feels like it's not a one-to-one, oh, they found him. He's in Las Vegas. He's gambling. So, like, it doesn't feel like it's exactly that. Like, there is news regarding Agent Cooper. Yeah. So that that's the only thing that has me kind of like, I don't know. We're- where are they meeting, Agent Cooper? Uh, Black Hills. Black Hills. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not near Vegas. Nope, not near Vegas. Uh, so that that's where I'm. That's where I'm a little concerned yeah. as as to like, is it yet one more doppelganger? Is it? I don't know what's going on. So I all I know is nine a.m. Black Hills. Well, we do know that uh, Evil Coop has been in uh, the Dakotas. True. That's where the Black Hills are. So, so um that 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 may be leading us towards towards where we're going. Uh quick introduction to Tamara Preston. Uh yeah. Agent Tr- Tamara Preston. She uh writes the frame narrative around twi- the secret history of Twin Peaks. She writes the frame narrative. Yes. So, uh what you're given in the secret history of Twin Peaks is a dossier that was assembled by someone um with high-level military clearance. Uh, about the entire history of Twin Peaks, and there are notes throughout it uh, hmm. by an unnamed FBI agent. And at the end of the uh, book, you find out that the unnamed FBI agent is named Tamara Preston. And so when you're watching the show, if you've read the book, you go, oh, hey, it's her. Mm. It connects. And she determines at the end of uh, the secret history of Twin Peaks, mild spoiler alert here, um, if you want to read the book, go read it instead. Uh, is that the author of the dossier is Major Briggs um, because he's the only person who would know all this and would have high-level military clearance. Uh, huh. So, Tamara, Tam- is it Tamara? Tamara? I-, I thought Tamara, but who knows? I'm, yeah. I'm good off of my Tia and Tamara knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> right? Come on. Uh, sister, sister. So Sister, sister. So, Agent Preston read Major Briggs's dossier yes okay and she made notes yep throughout it so she knows the history of twin peaks yes and and it appears that getting the dossier and t- determining that it was major briggs may have been a test that got her on this case hmm. at least that's the way she interprets it as she's writing her notes okay interesting okay so the fact that so hearing coop hearing cooper that should mean something to her. Yes. Yes. She okay. knows exactly what's happening or, well, she knows as much as they do. Right. Uh, to an extent. 
But she knows that um, something is happening. Like, yes, but okay. but she will still be able to serve. I mean, it, it puts her in a nice place to serve as an audience stand-in so that Albert and Gordon can explain things to her. Yeah, um, yeah. But also give her enough knowledge that she doesn't. they don't have to constantly be saying, okay, see, uh, 25 years ago in Twin Peaks, uh, this town in uh, northern Washington, uh, yeah. you know, she she knows enough that, that she can stand in as the audience. Uh, okay, nice. All right, speaking of, let's get back to Twin Peaks. Yeah, let's do it. Because Dr. Lawrence Jacoby is naturally painting gold, painting shovels gold. Yep. And I think Ghostwood is finally opening. I think it's a groundbreaking mm. or some sort of like, because where else, where, where, where do you see golden shovels mm. at groundbreakings at, at big events? And so I think Ghostwood is finally, finally going on. Mm. Uh, wow. It's, it's exciting. Uh, these are exciting times for us. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to find out next week. Uh, so thanks again for joining us on What Exactly Am I Watching Here? For next time, we're going to be working through Twin Peaks The Return Part 4. So uh, start watching and catch up with us. Uh, I can't promise that it's going to get less weird. <laughs> you can get a hold of us on Twitter, where our handle is OverthinkPod. And find more at OverthinkPod.com. I'm on Twitter as at HelmStreet1S. Uh, Dom, where can people find you? I think you can find me also on Twitter at Dominic underscore Lang. And I'm on Instagram as well, Dominic Lang. And until next week, uh, Dom, I know you like to say goodbye here, Mm. but I prefer to say hello. hello.